Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Well, we just want to welcome you today and all those that are watching online. Uh, you'll be inspired today. We, we started last week in, um, and we've been doing it over the last couple of weeks is your position. You are never defeated because you are weak. Defeat can only touch you if you give it permission. See, we think we get this battle, but just to show you something, the Word of God tells us in Timothy, resist the devil and he will what? He doesn't say you've got to fight him. All he says is to resist him. We get this concept of, um, hey, you know, I've got to fight. I'm in a big fight. I'm in a big fight. You've got to get this whole thing out. Is something, defeat is trying to get into you to make you. But your position is a position of victory. So when you got born again, you were automatically placed in the highest position in the universe. Do you realize the seat that you are seated in in Christ? There's nothing above you. Have you how many of you know the scripture that says that the word of God tells us that he will mount us on wings of eagles? Do you know what that really means? The whole concept there means this, is an, an eagle flies so high that there's no predator that can get to his height. So an eagle is only in a war or in battle when he scoops down to the level of his enemies. Come on. Come on. So... For an eagle to be defeated, he's got to go from a height to a low height. But then he says this. So God says this, when I take you, I put you on my wings. So now, so now you are in the highest possible place that you can be. That means no arrow can get you. So if you're, if you're thinking that you're not in a good position... You are in an amazing position. Last week, just to go over something, we started with Romans 12, verse 2. Now, watch this. This is where we are. Is you can be positionally in victory, but you can have a slave mentality. See, your position gives you authority. So what's happening here is that now I, my thinking starts to move up to my position. So I start to get positional thinking. That means I stop thinking like I am trying. Now watch this. Do not allow this world to mold you into its own image. What we want to do today is talk about an image. So what the world is, the system is there to mold you into its own image. Remember, when you start thinking about this word image, is powerful because the Bible says we're made in the image of. So your image has been restored. 
poor self-image means that you are looking at a dead person instead of a live person. God, so God says, I want to restore your image. So he comes into this. Do not allow this world to mold you in its own image. Instead, be transformed from the inside out by renewing your mind. So the issue where you are first defeated is in your mind. Defeat has an entrance point into your reality by your thinking. Defeat in your thinking is an open door to failure. So the Bible says here, I want you to notice here, it doesn't say be transformed in your position. You are formed in Christ, you are in Christ. As a result, you will be able to discern what God wills and whatever God finds good, pleasing, and complete. So watch this. If you haven't got a right mind, you don't know what the will of God is. You, You can see that. People go, is it God's will to heal me? That is an unrenewed thinking. Does God want me prosperous? Unrenewed thinking. Does God want me successful? Unrenewed thinking. Does God want me to live an upgrade life? Unrenewed thinking. Now, last week we also learned this in Genesis 3.14. When Adam fell, the first person that got cursed was the devil, not man. So you go, devil gets a curse on him, then Eve, and then Adam. Now, listen to the curse of the enemy that's been defeated. You will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat the dust all the days of your life. Watch this. The enemy's mission is to make you crawl all the days of your life. John 10.10, the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So what we have there is this term that we learned last week. It's eating the dust. Look at Genesis 3.14 again. Now, this is coming from when this is taught in the Hebrew Bible, they kind of expand it. Eating, Genesis 3.14, eating dust is an expression. It's a sign of total defeat. We even use it in sport. Eat my dust. What does that mean? I am in front of you. So Satan, the curse on Satan was total, is a sign of total defeat. This means that the serpent will find it sustenance only by laborious experiencing frustration in doing so. How many times do you hear people saying, man, you know, life is hard. I'm tired. I'm worn out. So, So when was the last time you were frustrated? This is, so what, so what, what you're seeing here, this is the mold. Satan has a mold for your life, and that is 
that everything you do will be laborious. That means it's going to take a lot of your personal effort. And you will also experience frustration in doing so. People do this, you know, I've worked so hard to get my money and now I'm scared I'm going to lose it. I've worked so hard to get my marriage to this point, I wonder, I hope it lasts. So what you have here is this thinking that I'm going to put frustration on you. What is amazing that you can be in a position of authority and be frustrated. You can be in a position of God and you're working so hard. Now watch, look at, look at Genesis 3.17. Now I'm reading this out of, so that you understand, is some of the um, Hebrew thought in this. So, so here's God talking to Adam and he says this. Because you listened and accepted the argument to think of God as imperfect. The earth will not continue to put its potential at your disposal without you having to exert yourself in hard labor. Just think of this. This is the curse, this is the mold that is now that the world thinks. This is the, what we're now describing is how the world works. Now, let me read it to you again. Because you listened and accepted the argument to think of God as imperfect. Wow. The earth will not continue to put its potential at your disposal without your having to exert yourself in any hard labor. Now watch this. How hard is it to get gold out of the earth? Do you know how many processes you get? How many of you drove here in your car? You had to have put petrol in unless you got an electric car. Do you know, do you know how hard it is to get to oil? The earth... The curse was that everything that was made for your blessing will now fight you and you're going to have to work hard for it. That's where we get life is so hard. You've got to work hard. You've got to put a lot of energy in. So you're starting to see the flow of where we're moving. And listen to another one. It's by, by attributing to God such a negative characteristic as lying and jealousy. You good? So when we start thinking about the fall, so you shall eat the dust. So Satan, the world system, is based upon to, to keep you in failure. It's never there to promote you. If it does promote you, you've got to work hard to stay in the position. So what we have here is that God is saying to Adam, and he says, Adam, Satan is going to be eating the dust. He's a constant failure. And everything that he does and everything that he's going to teach you, everything that he's putting into the world system is, is to keep you a failure and to keep you away from me. What, the way Adam sinned, he came into an agreement 
And by him agreeing, he opened the door and he fell from a position of authority. He fell down to earth. So Adam was in a seated position, in a ruling position. The earth didn't fight him. You know what that means? Do you, you know, every time you plant a plant, the weather is against you. You go to water it, you got to do something. Everything is a fight. Come on. Everything is an uphill battle. But Adam lived where the earth was designed to give him everything. If he needed gold, he didn't have to dig for it, he'd call for it. So the earth starts to fight. So therefore, it is, you know, you've got to go through so many processes to get oil. And then you've got to make it petrol. Then you've got to get gold. You get all this. Everything fights you. If you want a pearl, there's a shell fighting you. You want to eat Kentucky Fried Chicken? There's a chicken fighting you. You know, everything, everything, you know what? You want success? There are 200 other people fighting you for the same job. And then what we do, because of that, then there's an introduction of how do you survive in this system. How do you survive in a fallen world? The problem has been with some of the religious teaching, it has taught us how to live in a survival mode instead of a ruling mode. God never, you, you cannot find in the scripture where God is saying this, I want to teach you how to survive. How, how, do you, how do you survive your children? I, I remember there was this person in the church that Saul and I helped to plant when we were youth pastors. And um, she wrote this book, Oh God, help me, I'm a woman. Saul never bought it. See, what, see what's happened here? Eating the dust means that Satan is systematically teaching you how to think. The first thought that Satan introduced was to mar the image of God. Once the image of God is distorted, everything else follows that. You're on a down incline. So the first thing that he does is, I don't want you to think right about God. Let me tell you why. If you don't think right about God, you're not thinking right about yourself. And if you're not thinking about uh, the right way about yourself, you're not thinking right way about your situation. That is why you never talk from your condition, you talk from your position. When you're talking from your condition, you are describing surviving and you're also, if accepted, that you are trying to get yourself up. God never said, let the you don't let the mountain speak to you. We had Pastor Tim Hall, and he preached this amazing message. He says, don't let the mountain speak to you. In your silence, things speak. Okay. This is just my intro. And I'll, I'll show you, we're going to learn something absolutely amazing today. Now listen to Genesis, sorry, uh, Galatians 3.13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is, recent, it is written, 
Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Now, I want you to watch the power of this. When Adam sinned, he cursed himself. He cursed Eve. He cursed everybody that's going to come out of him. He cursed mankind. Not only that, he then, then the cursed thing is, in a fallen state, you will, you will walk on the earth that will fight you. So that means you're going to be in a constant state in a fight, never relaxing. So the curse removed the blessing. The curse did it. You didn't do it. The curse did it. So when you're born into this world, you're born into a curse. And here is Paul talking to us. And he goes, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written. Now, I want you to understand something. Once it is written, it's unchangeable. It is a forever word. And he says, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. So Jesus took Frustration, he took it all on himself. So where we are now is if you, you get born again and you're born in Christ, Christ is in you, you're seated in a heavenly realm, but what keeps you defeated is that your thinking hasn't caught up with your position. You're still listening to the condition. Oh yeah, I'm a sinner saved by grace. No, you're not. You were saved by grace, but you're no longer a sinner. Do you realize you're no longer needy? The Bible says in Philippians 4.19, He shall supply all of your needs according to His riches. So therefore, God says, you, if you're need-driven, you don't understand that you're rich. Okay, come on. Most of the books that are there start to talk more about the need than about your position. Now watch this. Turn with me to Jeremiah 15. Jeremiah was a man of God. Oh, sorry, he's still a man of God with a huge issue. See, you can be called of God in the right church, in the right everything, and still have a problem. Come on. Listen to Jeremiah. Why is my pain? Just stop there for a moment. Put, instead of put pain, put whatever you're struggling with. Why is my health? Why is my financial situation? Why is my relationship situation? Why is my job situation? Have I got you? Have I missed anybody out? And that one is going to put their hand up. Why is my pain perpetual and my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? Now listen to, listen to this, the following part. This is it's talking to God. This is a prayer. This is what you've got here is Somebody praying from their condition. You good? Now, will you in be, indeed be to me like a deceitful brook, 
like waters that fail and are uncertain. Ooh. The reason I know this is because I was there. In the midst of my absolute frustration, God gave this scripture to me. So I, 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 when I look at this scripture, I get memories. But God, thank God I'm healed now. Now watch this. Why is my pain perpetual and my wound incredible? Refusing to be healed. Will you indeed be to me? like a deceitful brook, like waters that fail and are uncertain. Well, you know what this is talking about? It's called the cycle of defeat. As I mentioned before, I, I, you know, pray, praying with a man that I think was on his eighth or ninth marriage, and, he, and he, his explanation was, I keep marrying the wrong person. I'm just thinking, I, I, maybe it's the other way around. But it's this cycle, cycle of pain, cycle of defeat, cycle. You know when you listen to me carefully, you know that you're in a negative cycle when you don't have an expectation. So if it's financial, you don't, you're not expecting a breakthrough. If it's relationship, you're not expecting to meet somebody, and if you do, you know it's not going to last. Watch this. I'm at a dead-end job. That's called a cycle. I never get ahead. It's called a cycle. So he's saying here, he's Jeremiah saying, I have done everything I know what to do, but I'm still there. I am trying, I'm doing everything, I'm quoting so-and-so, I'm, I'm doing the whole lot. Now listen, now God gets in the scene. Now watch you do this. So God is now telling him why he's still in that condition, okay? The next verse is this. First verse is the condition according to God, and then God says, because what he's doing, now watch this, he's blaming God. He's blaming God for his problem. Let me read it again. Will you indeed be to me like a deceitful brook? What's a deceitful brook? It's when you know that there is a flow of water, you come to it, and it's empty. You open your fridge up, and guess what? All the cockroaches have died of starvation. You, 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 you go into your car, you press the button and go, Ugh. and you go, I know that. In, and then he says this, uncertain. What, what will God do to me? Well, you know what, I've got a bill coming up on Tuesday. I, I don't know if God will. I want you to see what he's talking about. He's saying that God is uncertain. In other words, his yes is not yes. You know what the, the word of God says? Watch this, watch this. Let your yes be yes and let your no be no. Anything else is of the evil one. Okay, you good? Now listen to God. Therefore, thus says the Lord to Jeremiah, if you return, now, watch this. Return how? How is he now to return? And give up 
this mistaken tone of distrust and despair. You you know the tone. Hey, do do you realize when you are grumbling, you've got a tone? Nothing good happens today. Everything I do is wrong. Yeah, right. You're you're feeling really good today, aren't you? Yeah, you're lucky. But just wait. It's going to rain on your parade soon too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you bought a new house. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to flood. It's going to do that. Oh, you got a promotion. Oh, don't you know that the downturn in the economy, you're going to be the first to go. Oh, you bought a car. You better have insurance, man, because there's... There's a tone. Watch this. It gets better. And distrust and despair. And then I will give you again a settled place of quiet and safety, and you will be my minister. What he's saying to him? The position is this, is that I want, if you return, then then you will start to think positionally instead of conditionally. Now, so many people are still blaming God, and God is saying to, like Jeremiah, he goes, you've bought into something. Now listen, let's go on. And if you separate the precious from the vile. If you do it. Now, watch this. You, you with me? He's saying, I'm not going to do this. You're going to have to do this, right? If you separate the precious from the vile, cleansing your own heart from unworthy and unwarranted suspicion concerning God's faithfulness. Just let that sink. Thus talk says, if God can, but I don't think he will. I remember, um, I'm going to be meeting with this pastor. We were ministering. There was about four of us in the car. And um, we were talking about some problem. And uh, I'm not too sure who in the car said it like this. He said, God knows, but he's not telling. We were killing ourselves laughing. The reason we were laughing, because that's what we believed. God can, but he's not. Hey, God can pay your house off, but he's not. God can give you a promotion, but he's not. Let's read that again. If you separate the precious from the vile, cleansing your own heart from unworthy and unwarranted suspicions concerning God's faithfulness. Where does that come from? Go back to where we were talking about Genesis, the dust. What did Satan Accuse God of. God's keeping something from you. You need to act. God, if you eat, God knows that if you eat this, you will be like Him. Now, what's, what, just, you good? But He was already like God. He gave Him a problem He didn't have. And then he invented an answer for a problem he didn't have. So some of us, not you, for the people watching online, okay? For you watching online, if you, if you knew this, you'd be seated here. He, Adam, is made in the image of God. Do you know what the word image means? 
Just take a second look. In other words, it was like this. Is an angel is walking by, looks at Adam and goes, oh, I just saw God. It's to take a second look. So Adam is made in the image of God. Eve is made in the image of God. He puts an argument and they move their positional thinking down to a condition that doesn't exist. And then he says, now that you're in a condition, son, then this, you need to do something. And this was the key. Now watch this. It was coming into an agreement with a lie. See, whatever you come into agreement with is the level that you stoke to. So a failure is an agreement that we're making. That's why the Bible says a righteous man falls, but he always gets up. If you separate, that means you're going to have to do this. If you separate the precious from the vile, cleansing your own heart from, listen to this, unworthy, unwarranted suspicion. So you know what that means, unwarranted suspicion means this, is you've gone through an experience and you thought it was God that gave you the experience and now you are acting like it. So when somebody says this, God gave me a sickness to teach me something, that is unwarranted. So therefore, let me just show you something. The word correction is never physical or emotional abuse. It's speech. So when God, God's correction is always speaking. Now, you, you good with me? This is good. I'm, I'm, I'm liking this. The reason I know this is because I had to preach this for years before I got it. Talk to Silva. She'll know. You shall be my what? Ooh. Ooh. You shall be my voice. You shall be my voice. In other words, is this the way you become a voice is you get into total agreement with God. So you're saying the same thing and you're talking in the same harmony. That means that when two people are in exact harmony, it's one voice. If you notice with our worship team, you couldn't figure out uh, everybody was in harmony. That became one voice. So what happens is this. You get Christians that speak the word with the wrong tone. Yeah, I know God loves me. Oh, I know that, yeah. Yeah, I know, Pastor Ted. Ted Pastor, just, you're always rambling. Why don't you just, why don't you come down and sit with us? Have a cry with me. No, no, thank you. I've exhausted my tears. But see, what happens is this. It's a tone of faith. Because God believes everything he says. Now, watch this. You good? We're coming to a close. This is good. Everybody say thank you. Look at Ephesians. 526, and we know he gave himself up completely to make her his own, washing her clean from all impurity with water and the powerful presence of his. Let me read it to you again. And we know he gave himself up completely. Watch this. 
get your thinking to this. There wasn't one disease that was left out and not put on Jesus. Every single disease that existed was placed on Jesus. There wasn't one thing left. Every financial debt was placed on Jesus. Every bill to be paid was placed on Jesus. There were nothing left out. I want you to drop this into your heart. There isn't one condition that wasn't placed on Jesus, whether it's an emotional condition. You know, there's, there's a lot of talk today. You know, well, you need to be you know, mental health and all of that. And, and there's a way of doing it. Now, I want you to listen to me carefully. Once you are seated in God's position, you are then have access to the way God works. The world out there is struggling because they have only access that they have created. Come on. The, the only help they have is the one that their system has provided. Correct? Do you realize how privileged position you have? It's an unfair advantage. It was an unfair advantage for Christians in COVID. Why? Because none of these diseases will come on me. It's an unfair advantage. It's unfair that the world is struggling beneath and we're seated above. It's unfair that they're struggling with their resources when we have the resources of heaven. Have you ever woke up and go, oh, it's unfair. I have an unfair advantage. Why? I've got God. I didn't add God to my position. I was added to his position. So what happens like this now? We need the presence of God. We need the Word of God. Do you realize you've got those things right now? The word agreement means this. Now, as, as in a seated position, I now, to cleanse myself. Now, what? If, okay, let me get ahead now. What are we cleansing we're cleansing the soul. We're not cleansing the spirit. When you were born again, he himself completely to make her his own. Listen to the scripture again. And we know he gave himself up completely to make her his own. Just, 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 just that part. Just think about this part. When you were born again, you became a brand new spirit. No baggage and no history. Let me tell you why you haven't got a history. Because if you've got history, you can read about it. You can remember. We remember history, don't we? When I say 9-11, what do you think of? It was a historical event where thousands of people died. It's history. But do you realize that your spirit man hasn't got a history? Because if you have a history, it means that you did something. The Bible says you're brand new. So what they're saying here is this, is that I 
Inside of me, I have a brand new person made in the image of God. He's in me. I'm brand new. But my soul is still dirty in thinking. So he was saying to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, what's keeping you from being perpetually unhealed is your thinking. He was saying to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, if you change your thinking, it will change your condition. If you change the way you see God, it will change your condition. If you change the way you see yourself, it will change your condition. If you, see, if you change the way you see Faith Life Church, it will change your condition. So what we've got to do is this. We've got to wash with the Word. And here's our problem. We read poetry about the Word. We listen to nice songs about the word. But the Bible says that's not going to do it. What does it is when I come into full agreement with the word of God. That means this. When God says, Ted, you are complete. I agree. Now watch this. You know when you're full agreement is because that's what you're going to tell others. Watch this. You good with me? Why do, people, why do Christians have a problem with forgiving others? Oh, I, I know, Pastor Ted, I know, I know. Because, because they're bad. I'm good and they're bad. No, no, I'll tell you what this. When you come into agreement with the complete forgiveness of God and you're clean, the first thing you want to do is forgive others. See, if you do not feel that you are forgiven, you will treat others the same way. You good? What, what, listen, listen to me carefully. Why do people come up and say these things? Oh, you know what? If, if you do something that's not according to God's word, God will have to punish you. What does that mean? That when the person says that, they're telling you their belief system. And their belief system is, this is how God treats me, so therefore I have permission to treat you like that. This is kind of hitting home, isn't it? So if I feel that God is holding out on me, I will hold on, hold out on others. If I feel that God is withholding love from me when I'm done something wrong, guess what? I will withhold love if you do something wrong. Come on. Think about relationships. Something happens in a relationship, it goes quiet. And then one is in the garage, one is over the fence. And then you don't SMS because that, you, what you do is you send a slow letter by post. Come on. See, what, what, what we've done, people think that if I can just quote the scripture, I've got it. Now, and it starts with that. But then the word transforms you. I am way preaching better than you are. I, you know, I know what it is. I, I, I get you. It's conviction. <laughs> See, this is, an, this is an uncomfortable message to somebody that doesn't want to change. Oh, God. God, 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 God. I, 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 
I want you to bless me financially, but I don't want to be a giver. Come on, God. No, 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 no. You're going to bless me, but do not ask me to give. God, please forgive me all of my sin, but don't you dare tell me that I've got to forgive others. Let me just show you something. You know the power of forgiveness when you forgive others before they ask you. Uh, okay, how many parents, uh, you're allowed to put your hand up for this one, this is, not, this is a good one. How many of you here are parents? Okay, how, keep, okay, okay keep, them, keep them up. You can only put them down if you disagree with me now. Have your kids ever done anything that deserve that they should ask you for forgiveness? Keep your hands up. Okay, how many of you have forgiven them and forgotten it without them asking? <laughs> so I, I, I. I used to have a book in my mind about all the stuff that the kids did that they needed asking for. It was, it was volumes. And then God said, Ted, you just got to let it go. Forgive them. The only reason I could do that, because I know that if I make a silly mistake, that God will... Done. See, what happens is this. This is, this is only the beginning, guys. This is, you got, you got to, I'm going to be away for three weeks, so give you time to before the next one of these comes. <laughs> but watch this, watch this. So the power of your freedom is in your mouth, not in God's. I gave you my word. There's another scripture there that if you'd like to look it up before, it says that you are already clean by the word that I have spoken unto you. See, the reason you can talk to your condition is because now you're in your position. And the condition is only there while you give it permission. And the way you give it permission is by agreeing with somebody that isn't God. So therefore, I come into agreement with God. God says you're clean. I agree. We haven't got time, but I'll do this another time. Do you realize in Deuteronomy 28, God said this, choose ye today whether you want a blessing or a curse. Do you know the only thing they had to do was agree? So today, let me just ask you. Are you swimming and doing in the Word? Um, just another quick one. Joshua 1.8. It says, don't let these words depart out of your mouth. That means you continually meditating. And then he says this. Look it up when you get home. The last piece says, and then you will make your way successful. Think about this. He goes, Joshua... All of these people, not, people have died because they've bought into something. But you, if you continually meditate on my word, don't let it go out, don't let it go out of your mouth. That, in other words, there. It doesn't mean you've got to speak it. But don't let any other word than the word that I have given you come out of your mouth. So what happens with us now? What are you going to do? 
What are you going to do? If you're in a condition, start to speak from your condition, from your position. So therefore, what has God said about this? What has God said about your condition? So the doctors say, this is what we say about your condition. But what does the word say? I choose to agree with the word of God. I don't, I, I, I feel emotionally drained. Oh, that's a condition. But what does God say about your emotions? <laughs> you feeling good? You feel like you've been in church? The, the reason being is this. The reason I've come to this, not that I have come to this conclusion, but I remember counseling people months and 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 months. And, and then, 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 that, then that took another one. And you know what? After 10 years, they're still the same. And guess what? Oh, yeah, it's the counseling that I got. Yeah, yeah, if you're a really good counselor. No, you know what happens? Is this. Is that they choose to still agree with their condition. And can I just say this? The way you are made up on your soul. Watch this. Now listen to me carefully. And I got to close because the kids are just finished. Is if you stay in a condition for so long. Your soul will make it comfortable so that you can survive it. That means if, you're, if, if the condition is really bad, your soul works on it. But then you go, God, I want to be free. I, I, want, I want the word of God. I want the word of God. So I want to encourage you. Every single day. Get alone with God. Get into a wherever you are, and just start. Oh, God loves me. God is in love with me. I am totally forgiven. You wash yourself. You wash yourself. I spend hours and hours during the week listening to messages. I even listen to my own. I think I think actually they're very good. Um, but is this? I just want to tell you, it's the Word of God. I, I want to pray for you. But I believe the word of God is already in you. I believe come into agreement. God, I agree. But I agree. I agree. I agree. Why don't we stand? Come on. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I just release the word of God. Father, we accept our position Father I let go of every unwarranted thought that I have that doesn't agree with the word of God Father my mind might not understand it but my spirit agrees transformation is when the spirit and the soul agree and that and then the victory comes out of that. Can you just all look at me for one second? Watch this. When your soul comes into agreement with the Spirit, the Word, 
the victory that is in Christ goes into your reality through your soul. So what happens is this, transformation. I don't like my condition. My spirit says, Ted, this is your word of God for your condition. And my soul goes, I, I don't understand it. I don't feel it. No, it doesn't really matter what you feel, what you think. But today we're going to agree with the word of God. And when I come into agreement, it's called faith. And then that victory that the word goes through the soul and changes my condition. And tell you what this, transformation is making every condition look like your position. I just made that up. Sounds good. I like that. Somebody write that down for me. I might forget. So here's the key. Your condition is waiting for the word. And your condition will always obey your position. So Father, I just pray for us right now. That Father, in the name of Jesus, that let the word wash over us. Father, we are going to come into harmony with you. We're going to speak what you speak. We're going to think what you think. We are going to proclaim how you proclaim. So Father, from this day onward, we just thank you that everything has changed because of the power of the Word of God. And everybody said, God bless you.